Hey there, where have you been? Welcome to the No Jet Stress podcast, the show that helps you maintain optimal health and peak performance as a road warrior, no matter how much you travel. I'm your host, Christopher Babiodi, traveler wellness advocate, nutritional therapist, author, and ex-flight attendant of 20 years at British Airways, one of the UK's largest airlines. In this episode of the No Jet Stress podcast, I'm talking to the co-founder of Jack and Ferdy, Roman Ubanel. Roman, it's brilliant to have you on the show and to talk to you and explore all things pleasure and travel wellness at this moment in time. Pleasure to be with you, Christopher. Thanks for having me. Thank you. To get to get us started, for those who are not necessarily familiar with what we mean by pleasure, can you give us an overview of what it means to you and, and what you see as happening in the marketplace at the moment? Sure. So pleasure is a term that was coined about a decade ago that really represent the combination of business and leisure in a single trip sequence. Usually back in the day, our parents or grandparents were separating their private life from their personal life. And what we've seen over the past decades is an increasing blurring of the lines between personal life and the work life. And, and business travel is no different from what, what happens in the, the day-to-day workplace. When you're on the road, those lines seem to, to be blurred increasingly between the professional, purely professional moments and your, and your leisure time as well. So leisure was going to represent this kind of work life throwing of the lines on the road as it, as it, as it pertains to business travel. Okay. Um, so, sorry, go on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And, and, and so we see, um, we see about two thirds of, of business travel, give or take today, that is now a, a leisure travel. So leisure travel has actually really invaded the space of business travel. A, a pure and, and only business travel trip is, is in the minority these days. Travelers are increasingly infusing some leisure in their business travel uh, obligations. So it's something that is very common that that a lot of people will uh, will resonate with. Okay, so I understand that you have a bit of a personal story as in how you came to be in this space. Do you mind sharing that with our audience? Of course, of course. Uh, well, I, I was for uh, let's say about fifteen years a, a road warrior, right? So most most of my time was spent on the road. I would say most uh, more than fifty percent. So about two two to three weeks a month, I was on the on the road when I created my first startup back in the mid the mid 2000s and obviously it 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 was an extremely intense effort working that much to get the startup off the ground which had nothing to do with with business travel but it was it was it was an incredible amount of of traveling and um after a few years of of intense traveling it, it was taking a toll on me Right. I, I could see that my, my mojo wasn't what, it, you know, what it was before I started developing, you know, issues with, with, with sleeping. My mood wasn't right and it became, it slowly became a drag. Right. So the, the turning point or the haha moment was really was, uh, I had to go to Asia at the time 
And during one of my trips to, to Tokyo in, in Japan, I was scheduled to spend an entire, an entire week over there, a very intense week. And, and we got the job done with my partners in, in, in five or six days. So I ended up having a whole day for which was not expected or, or scheduled or even hoped for. So my first reaction was, oh, I need to go back home, you know, as quickly as possible. Can I get, can I get, can I hop on on the next flights? You know, all flights were booked and I just couldn't, couldn't find a way to go back home. So I had an entire for me and I was in the Narita airport in, 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 in Tokyo and I obviously did not speak the language. I couldn't go back home. I had checked out on my hotel. So I, I really had a day and, and I just didn't know what to do. So I started, I started by, you know, browsing the, the, the web and say, you know, what, what, what do you do in, in Tokyo when you have 24 hours and, and you are, Gosh, you have an abundance. You have millions of options, millions of recommendations as to what to do with, you know, the usual websites that everybody knows. And you, frankly, you don't know where to start because it wasn't planned. So you, you, you don't know what your intents are. And, and so I was at a loss and I didn't really use those 24 hours to, you know, the, I didn't make the most of it. And I so must, the idea. I must interject there because I was yeah. like, Keisei Narita. The only thing you can do is go to the temple. <laughs> I know That's it right. well. <laughs> That's but, right. Again, if you don't know, you don't know. But I'm if sorry, you don't know, I'm... you don't know, and, and, and you're not prepared. And and obviously, when you try to look at 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 the web, you know the web they want to send you here and there, and it's yeah. a two hour you know ride, and and, and you, honestly, you are totally overwhelmed by the amount of information that you need to triage. And to adapt to your 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 needs of the moment, and so the idea, the idea of Jack and Ferdy, came that night. It really came that night, and say, you know, what what if there was a tool that is dedicated to a business traveler that wants really to engage with with the city, with the constraints of a business traveler, and not that of a tourist, right? So we started to investigate what those business travelers want to do when they have some free time and when they don't have time. And we realized that, that the, 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 there was a special breed of, of, of business traveler, right? Which we call the modern business traveler. And uh, there were some common denominators across the board. We saw that most folks want to stay healthy. Right. That was the number one takeaway from all the surveys, all the data, all the interviews that we were looking at. People want to find a ways to stay healthy. They want to try to not disrupt their sleeping routine too much. They want to eat well while engaging culturally. They want to work out or they want to go outdoors. They want to find ways to stay healthy. That was the the number one demand of the modern traveler. The second need was an, an increasing number of travelers are socially conscious, right? And and you want to visit a city and, and you want to find a ways to be useful. And that was surprising to us. And it's essentially a trend that was driven from the millennial generation. You just you, And it happened to me many times when I was reflecting upon that, you know, used to come and go, you know, come and go in and out, plane, hotel, conference center, hotel, plane, back home. And you have this feeling of, at least I had the feeling as I was looking at things in hindsight of emptiness, 
right? So you you would go to Japan, you would go to Korea, you would go to Brazil, you would go to these marvelous places. And and I had this feeling of being empty. And, and my friends, you know, back home were asking, oh, you've been there. You went to Seoul, you went to Rio, how amazing. And I thought, well, did I go or did I not go? Because I couldn't <laughs> remember a thing other than, you know, grinding through through the trip right so so we find this in the data that that folks want they, they want something for them they don't want to come back empty they are socially conscious they want to be aware of what's going on in the city socially the environment in print also matters nowadays so we we realized that there was a, a whole universe of, of of travelers that just didn't want to travel the way that our parents you know did a couple of decades ago Sure, sure. And so that's the underlying idea behind behind the application. And I I really love that reference to what the terminology I would use is being a global citizen. Really, it's part of the social impact aspect of what you guys do. And from my perspective, where I understand that from is having worked as a flight attendant for a period of time. Typically, you could walk into a briefing room and half the people who were sitting down to work the, the flight with me, it didn't really matter where in the world we were going, were people who maybe got comfortable because they'd been flying for so long and therefore the, 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 the default option was to go and find an Irish bar somewhere down route where it's the same sameness that they're used to, that they're secure in. And then you have the other half. In fact, there are a couple of people I remember quite specifically who literally, they land and they're out doing one thing or if it's a multiple day, if it's a multi-day trip, you know, they're going from place to place, catching another flight within that country or going to a different state just because they understand the value of travel in that respect, i.e. to help us broaden our horizons and become part of what's going on. It was kind of like a mixture of those two types of things. But the way I kind of liked to language it stems from, I think it was a trend of trend um, piece of research that talked about, and, and it's become more well known since, since then, is the idea that one of the mega trends is the social impacts that we have as tourists going to different countries around the world and what we're leaving behind. I think one of the um, one of the well noted ones was I think it was a, a film set that be a beach or a film a beach from a film that mm -hmm. became so popular that it literally became a place where people would flock to and because of the film, and then they'd leave it and it was totally decimated. And it's like, that's not the impact we want to have. So there, there's that aspect of it. And then I think it was in 2013, I read an American Express global business travel survey that actually said only 1% of business travelers would speak to their neighbor on a flight. And I thought that was appalling. You know, the, the habit of being able to converse seems to be getting lost. And if we can just converse with people, we don't know what another person knows that could be useful for us for our trip en route to a destination or what they can share. And therefore, I'd, in my mind, coined the idea of having an understanding of that we need to be global citizens as travellers. It's really important to make it 
like you say, more worthwhile and to make it a richer experience for all of us, as well as the environmental impacts that we can potentially have when we take that and make that part of the, the way we travel. I mean, I, I, I'm being a bit, not fickle, but um, I, I remember a girlfriend at the time who wouldn't necessarily read the news of what's going on at the destination that we were going to. And I found that incredulous because it's like, well, how do you know you're not walking into a hurricane, into political unrest, a storm, or don't you just want to get a feel for what's going on? It's really important. And yes, we don't want to have that feeling of having traveled, but not really known a place. And that's what I really love about the information that you share and curate as far as Jack and Ferdy is concerned. That's absolutely right, Christopher. That, that you know, I couldn't agree more with you. We've 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 designed the the product to be to be helpful in that sense. Jack and Ferdy is a public benefit corporation here in the US, which means that we have two bottom lines. We want to do well commercially, but we also have the intent, and this is in our charter. We want to impact the local communities where business travelers go to positively. Right. And so how do we do that? So there's many ways that we try to, to be a good citizen and to help, you know, our, our users be good citizens. The number one is that you, you touched upon this is, is engaging with others. Right. So you go to a country, you, you bring a story of your own and you take back a story of their own. Right. So we, we, and I find it fascinating. I always try to, to do that when I travel personally. And so we've tried to create opportunities in the app to create moments so that travelers can engage socially at destination. Right. So let's take the example of, of, of feeding ourselves. Right. You, you always have the option of staying in your hotel and then grabbing a bite in a place that you know, like a chain that you know well, because you, you, you know what the expectations are and you know they will deliver on that. But what if you, Take advantage of of that moment and and go out there, enjoy the local street food, or discover a massive culinary contribution at destination. Right, there's no better place to discover it and to eat it than to do it at the place where it was invented, and so that you can discover it with the locals, you can engage with the owners of the restaurants, sometimes with the inventors of the dish. Right, so that's that's. One example. Another example is to offer travelers to work in places where they are going to meet people, right? We, we've all heard about co-working places. They are amazing, amazing, very accessible, fun, social workplaces across the globe that are easy to access where you are going to meet people at the coffee machine at the when you you know or when you drink tea or when you're going to do your meetings right so there are many 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 ways to to engage locally number 2 is the sustainability right you, you mentioned it you, you don't want to go to a place and 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 to contribute to its destruction right so We've created with our local editors a massive amount of recommendations to help, to help the travelers experience have sustainability uh, components in the directly into their experience. We want to help them shop sustainably locally 
where things are produced locally, for example. And, 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 and with, with that in mind, we are able to influence and to cater to that need of the socially conscious travelers. Number three is, which was very, very important to us, and it's a very popular feature in the app. And I think we're the only, I want to say, haven't seen any other digital travel guys that do that. We are integrating in our recommendations, five amazing charities at destination in every destination that we cover. Those charities have, have, have several things in common. First of all, they tackle this, the, 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 the issues or the challenges that are happening locally. Right. Some cities have particular problems. Others, other cities have, have different ones. We want, like you said, throughout your experience with your, with your colleague, you, you want to show the traveler what's going on. Right. You don't want to be a stranger. You don't want to go Lagos, Nigeria without knowing what's happening. You don't want to go to Rio in your fancy hotel without happening, what's, you know, without knowing what's happening a mile away. Right. So we want you to be aware of this. Right. Because we think that this is the first step towards, you know, potentially taking action, like maybe giving half a day, going there, knowing, meeting people, you know, ask what you can do. Right. So you can't really do that if you do not know. And so you have to be aware of that. And so we've selected charities that are tackling the most pressing, pressing issues at destination. Right. This was very important to us. And by the way, you see also in all the surveys that there is a, 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 a big, big chunk of young travelers that want to help, right? They want to help. They want to go and they want to help, right? So they want to volunteer for a day. They want to discover what happens because maybe they want to donate later on. Maybe they want to come back in a, you know, at a later stage in, in a non, you know, a business trip. So. Uh, having this information is a way to uh, to educate and to influence the travelers so that they know what's really happening and they can, you know, uh, influence their own behaviors knowing what matters locally. So the global citizenship is extremely important. It's part of the United Nations objectives. This is something that we have integrated in the DNA of the company, of the charter, and in the data that we create. Excellent, excellent. Join us in our next episode where we wrap up the discussion about global citizenship as a traveller and take a look at a pleasure travel app that's making a difference. Until next time, wherever you go, farewell. <laughs>